following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, everyone. It's Andy Brownell. It's Saturday, and that means I am joined by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. I'm very well. And it's in spring days. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask if you've to... seen a, a river tow with the barges moving up the river yet. <laughs> no, but I think it could get through, I tell you. It is so crazy. I literally look out my windows and see zero, zero snow. Not even little puffs around the edges. It's all green grass. Pretty that darn green the... grass. Yeah, the you know I I don't know if anything around here is open, but I've heard that at least a dozen golf courses in Minnesota, including some up by Brainerd, are open. <laughs> oh, oh, go figure! The guys who plow snow are going broke, and yeah. the golf are making money in the winter. What in the world? Yeah, it is crazy, 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 crazy. But what can we do about it? I don't well, think much. We can't we control. Can. We can either enjoy it or worry about when the next shoe is going to drop. Exactly. And I choose enjoy it <laughs> because all it's doing is shortening winter. I had a lady say to me the other day, well, this might not really be spring. I said, well, of course it's not. It's not I mean, we're going to have winter, but let's just enjoy <laughs> this while it lasts. Right? Yeah. Because I mean, once it becomes March or even April, when we get snow in April, we know it's here for a day. Well, even February, the sun is getting higher every in the sky yeah. every single day, which means no matter what that wind does, eventually the sun is going to overcome it. It makes it so nice for showing houses. I'm not going to lie. I have barely had to wear boots. I have, I don't think I've wore gloves at all. Maybe have had them in my pockets in case I needed them. I mean, it's crazy. It is so good. I I love 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 it. And people say, "Well, I feel like we got cheated out of winter." Well, I'm sorry to I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> Go somewhere where there's snow, but I'm yeah. I'm good with it. And those folks and God bless them. They love their snowmobiles and their skiing and their right. cross country skiing yeah. and all of that. And, and when I've got cabin fever in January and February, they're you know look down at me and. <laughs> Minnesota's so wonderful in the winter. And I'm like, well, this is my Minnesota winter. Sorry. I'm not apologizing for liking it. Agreed. Agreed. I have a, a friend of mine who does crossing guard duty for the Rochester okay. School District. Oh, yeah. And he said on Wednesday, when the sun was shining and it got into the 50s, the kids in the morning, the kids were on bikes and scooters and some were even wearing shorts. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And that was the last day of January, too. Yeah, that is uh, absolutely, absolutely okay. wild. But like you but mentioned, hey, showing homes, I bet this is this prolonged streak has it's got to be good. For it's so nice, estate. and not even and not even just the temperatures, but the no snow. Because, gosh, it's hard when you buy a house and it's covered in snow. You can't see what kind of condition the roof is in. You sometimes can't see like 
well, you can't see what kind of condition the yard is in, but you can't even see like um, landscaping around the perimeter of the house. I mean, there's a lot of things you just have to use your imagination because you can't see them. Sure. And it's really nice to be able to go out there and really visibly inspect these houses. And I'm sure agents across the country who don't deal with the literally feet of snow that we deal with in a typical winter have no idea like oh my gosh that would be crazy because we just kind of go into the dark like okay we trust that the all the sightings are on the bottom few three feet of this house would you recommend that if somebody were thinking even have an inkling that they might be putting their house up you know last november december that think ahead and take some photographs of the outside oh. of their home I take, it one I take it one step further. If I know someone's going to put their house on the market and they say, hey, we're going to wait until, you know, January or February because our new job starts in March. We start talking, you know, a few months in advance. I say, hey, do you guys, would you be okay if I send our photographer out to do exterior photos only now just so we can show people the great condition of your roof or, you know, this beautiful landscaping that you've done or whatever it is that I want to show off that we may not be able to showcase once the normal snowfall that we get yeah. is here. So, yeah, I definitely. And I even tell people, you know, let's say we haven't planned ahead and somebody calls me and we are in the dead of winter and there is snow. I say, do you have any pictures you could pull up? of your gardens or your yard or, you know, anything from a different season, because then I don't necessarily add those photos to the MLS. But what I do is I tell them, leave these out on the kitchen counter so that when somebody's coming to view your property, they can actually see this. And so we do a lot of that as well. That's a great idea. Yeah. It's- just the more, you know, the more information we can give somebody, the better. I imagine that if I were a buyer, and to see those photos in the dead of winter to show how well a person cares for the property itself, not just the home, the interior. Right, right. Really like, oh my gosh. Sometimes help. they have this gorgeous, gorgeous landscaping and you can't see it. I mean, it's just buried. Everything's just buried. Now, this year, even if it's not buried, I've got gorgeous landscaping in the summer. It's not beautiful in the winter, right? Right. But I would definitely want to show people the pictures of my home in the summer if I were selling it now. So, so think yeah. ahead. Next summer? Think ahead. Think Spend ahead. Spend five minutes and take some or photos. If you're thinking, or if you're thinking about listing now, start digging back and see what you can find for photos, you know, with the with the landscaping, with the flowers, whatever. For sure. When you do the, you know, the drone flights, I imagine, yeah. for some yeah, of the properties of that... Lots of them. Mm-hmm. Do you do shots of the roof so people could? Absolutely. Like you know, on if we fly over. <laughs> yeah. Well, like even if let's just say um, we're using those drones more and more. I had a, a conversation with the photographer that we use, and he's been using it, and because he said when I am traipsing through snow or even now it's kind of muddy some places. He goes, if I'm outside with the camera, I'm showing just my footprints walking across the yard. And he goes, I'd rather use the drone and get the yard or, you know, whatever, without trudging up all the footprints and making such a mess. So it's good. But, yeah, he can easily fly it anywhere, you know, fly over the yard, fly over the roof, whatever. It's it's a great way to do it. We had one house that we listed. They had just put a new roof on. It was a very big, expensive 
interesting, but they put a very expensive roof on. And I think, honestly, it was like $118,000 for a new roof, which is crazy. But it was a really nice composite, you know, shingle and everything. So even though it wasn't winter, you still don't, you're not up on the roof. You can't see it. So when he was out there doing the land, because the property was on the land, he literally did shots of the roof. So people, we could promote that roof. And so, yeah, it's a very valid question. Okay. The beautiful garden and landscaping. Yeah. Does that add to the value of the house or is it more a situation of if it didn't have it, it might lower the value of the house? Do you understand Um, what I'm saying? Yes, I definitely do. I'm going to say it makes the house more sellable because, okay, let's, for instance, talk about a great big garden. If you are a gardener and you see a house with a great big garden, you say, oh, my God, my dream garden. If you're like me and couldn't plant or grow anything, you'd be like, oh, my God, how much is it going to cost me to have somebody cultivate that thing? Get rid of those plants. <laughs> because I'm just going to kill it. It's just going to be a great big bed of weeds in no time flat, right? So sure. it's just something. it's just something that I think is more of an attraction to people, just like some people want – a completely flat backyard so they can put a swing set and their kids can play ball. Other people say, hey, if I have, you know, more of a tiered backyard where I can put rocks and put some stuff so I don't have to mow lawn, that's better for me. So it's more of a personal preference. Sure. It's more of an attraction. I don't necessarily think any landscaping or garden is going to increase value or really thereof isn't going to maybe take away from now if you have no basic landscaping like sometimes you'll find a house that they never even bothered to go around the perimeter of the house with rock I mean what you really need for like drainage from the water that comes off the roof but sometimes people don't even do that and they just have like grass planted up to their house and then the grass gets all pounded down and it just doesn't look good. You know, and the, the dirt starts to slope towards the basement. You know, you and I both know what that can do. Oh yeah. So, um, so yeah, a certain amount of landscaping is expected and should be there. And if none of that basic landscaping is there, that would definitely be a hindrance and okay. take away from the, and take away from the value. But like if somebody has an immaculately landscaped yard, I don't think the appraiser is going to give it more value because of it, but I will tell you that buyers will give it more um, value as far as saleability. It'll it'll go fast. People want okay. something that's meticulously taken care of, inside outside. You know, people like things that are well taken care of. Okay, we have to take a break, so we'll be back okay. in a moment. Robin Gwaltley, Gwaltley Group Remax Results at Newstalk thirteen forty K R O C A M and ninety six nine F M. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Um, Robin, you've talked about this before. And I've seen it firsthand from people I actually know who are my age. And, you know, we're empty nesters now. And uh, they moved up from the starter home to 
that much nicer home that had more room when all the kids were scampering around. But they're still there. <laughs> Even though they don't need all those bedrooms and that big family room in the basement and there's costs associated with that. You know, there's higher taxes. There's all the cleaning you have to do, even though you're not using the spaces. And is that is that a growing phenomenon that people are kind of yeah. staying put? Well, people definitely want to stay put. So what we are seeing is that people are getting smarter. Like your parents' age, my parents' age, prying them out of their houses is not easy. And it's not just the financial or the practical or the anything. Let's face it, by the time that comes along, they don't owe anything on the house. They're paying taxes and insurance utilities, but they've been paying them and they don't care, right? What they want is what they're used to. It's home. It feels good. We know the neighbors. We trust the neighbors. And change is hard. And then what typically happens is it comes to the day where one of the kids has to step up and be the bad guy and say, okay, this can't happen any longer, you guys. You've fallen down the steps or you've tripped going out onto the porch or into that sunken living room or whatever. I mean, at some point, somebody says it's no longer the safe option. Doesn't mean you can't stay at home, but it's going to have to be a different home. You don't have to go to the nursing home. You don't, I mean, you're still okay to be at home and take care of yourself, but not here. Well, it's hard because when people get past a certain stage of being there, it's harder to make that choice. So what I'm seeing a lot of, I'm seeing people my age, your age, saying, okay, now is probably the time to ditch this big house. Sure, the kids and the grandkids come home, but do we need all this space? So I could just go to a town home where I could get very settled and be there a long time before I get old, or to a one-level house, or to you know, whatever they think they see themselves in. It's easier to make the move at this stage of the game than it is to wait 20 years down the road. That's all. Um, but what's happening is to the people that are our age that want to do it. Now, not so much here in Minnesota because we can still downsize. It's funny. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but when you say downsize, it doesn't necessarily mean price. I mean, I sell a lot of people sell their big two-story house and they move into a patio home for the convenience of the lifestyle, but it's not necessarily cheaper because they own their house a long time, right? So we have to sure. think back to what they paid for it and then compare it to new prices. That's right. That's but they are moving, they're likely moving into something that's much newer as well, right? Newer and just going to fit their lifestyle. But what's really important to people is they don't want, a lot of people don't want to live away from, move away from where they live right? This is my neighborhood. This is my grocery store. These are my neighbors. These are my people. I like, this is my church, whatever it is. They want to stay in the area. And so I think it's really smart. And I've seen a lot of this in Rochester, even in my 23 years in the business is instead of making one neighborhood with all houses the same, there are a lot of mixed neighborhoods. So you could literally, you know, like, let's just take a neighborhood up by the one across from Century High School. I remember when that whole neighborhood was being built. Yep. Well, as soon as you come into the neighborhood, Century Hills, there's uh, townhomes kind of around that front perimeter, right? And those are the least expensive homes in the whole neighborhood. And they're one level. And um, a lot of times mom and dad live there and a couple blocks away, 
their kids live with their grandkids, right? But then now let's say mom and dad have since passed away or moved into a nursing home. A lot of times that those kids, I've seen it way more than once, will keep that townhome thinking, well, our kids are going to be gone in a few years. We wouldn't mind moving to there. So it's kind of a natural, mm. natural downsize because I told you this a lot of times, the number one reason people are moving is they want to be closer to family. People like yep. to stay close to their family units. And as I, I was at a listing appointment yesterday and during the middle of the listing appointment, the man said, um, I only have 15 more minutes to sign. So I better sign now because I've got to pick up my grandson and take him to his doctor's appointment because his kids were at work, but he was not. So he was able to, you know, go pick up the kid and his grandson lives a block and a half away, but he was still at school. But then when he comes home, he's a block and a half away. Right. He said the grandkids are every evening. I mean, people don't give up on the country. People still care about their families and still want to be together. And and there's still a lot of good stuff going on. Right. So I think that those neighborhoods are great because even if say somebody lives in one of the highest end houses on the biggest lots at the top of the hill, if they're accustomed to that neighborhood and now their kids have left, they could stay in the neighborhood and they wouldn't have to go all the way to the townhome. They could move down to a smaller house in the neighborhood. And then if they wanted to move again, they would never have to leave that neighborhood if that neighborhood's what's important. And Rochester isn't such a great example of that because we're all one big neighborhood. We're not that big of a city, but that's a real thing when you get into these major cities. Like I have friends that live in Atlanta and they don't really know anything outside their neighborhood because everything they do is in their neighborhood. And if they left the neighbor, they moved three times while they lived in Atlanta and they always stayed in the same neighborhood because they said basically leaving the neighborhood would be like moving to a new city. But you're, when you're referring to their neighborhood, it is actually almost the size of our city, I imagine. Right. Right. And it's, it's just, so it's like they get to know everything. This is the, you know, this is the, not only the schools, we have that, of course, but this is the hospital we would go to. Like, there's literally different hospitals for different parts of the city. It's just massive, right? So, anyway. That's why um, Midwestern living is so good. I'll take it. But, you know, this is the other thing. Now, think about people who, let's just say, again, we'll talk about a more expensive, we have it here, too, but let's talk about a really expensive place like, the places that have gone up 35% year over year over those crazy years from the pandemic. Those people now, if they decide to move, they've got some serious capital gains to pay taxes on. Oh, sure. So now if they're going to sell this property and then pay their capital gains and then downsize, they're not going to, they're, they're going to get less house for, I mean, less house for more money basically, right? Because things have changed and house prices have gone up. So not only are they not going to save money by moving down, it may actually cost them quite a bit of money. But again, when they're at the stage where they can still do everything for themselves, that's the time to make those decisions because then they're thinking about once I make this move, that's going to be it. From there, I'm going to, you know, my resting place. Yeah. So things to think about before it's too late. Make your decisions 
Well, you still yeah, can make the decisions, but you're pointed out. Well, you can still make them instead of waiting until somebody else has to make them for you. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Okay. We already have to break again, so we'll be okay. back in a moment or with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results on News Talk 1340 KROCAM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROCAM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate. Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We are back with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Robin, we really haven't gone through the listings lately. I'm kind of missing that. Would you have anything uh, out there we can talk about? I've got some listings we can talk about. Fantastic. All right, so... What about Preston, Minnesota? If you'd like to move to Preston, Minnesota, we've got a darling little, um, like a red farmhouse, kind of red farmhouse barn color, little ranch with a matching big shed. It's got three beds and one bath. It's a total of 1,434 square feet, has a two and a half car garage, and it is 359.9. So if you want a beautiful little place in the country, that's pretty darn affordable. There you go. All right. Um, We have one over at, in Rochester, up 5110 Lehman Lane Northwest. And that house is a five-bed, four-bath, over 4,000 square feet. It was built in 99. Beautiful house. Um, It is 579. So that's over by... That golf course, Northern Hills. Okay, yeah, yeah. Five seventy nine for that one. Um, we've got a nice little town home in Wabasha. Beautiful views out the front and the back. Very, very peaceful. I don't know if you're from. You know where the high school is in Wabasha? I do. Just down that, going back towards town. Um, somebody put a row of about, I think, eight townhomes in there, and most of them have like fifty five plus kind of a neighborhood feel, a couple or a single person, really quiet, but cornfields behind and beautiful views of the bluffs in the front. Two beds, two baths, 1,192 square feet, a two-car garage, and that's 249.9. That's nice. Yeah, it's very nice. And we have over in Austin, Minnesota, we are going all over the place. We've got at 1705 4th Street Southwest, we have a four-bed, four-bath, 2,430 square feet, built in 2001, sits just under a half an acre for 334.9. And let's see, what else do we have here that I can tell you about? There's quite a few people who drive drive from Austin to Rochester every day. Oh, yeah. And even Wabasha, because, you know, people yeah, ever since COVID, distance, they can yeah. work, and they can work remotely. It's it's just easy. I mean, I'm back and forth between the two all the time with an office there and an office here. It's, you know, I'm back and forth, back and forth. All right. We've got something. Um, this is a condo downtown. Now, I honestly thought this would sell right after they had all that in the news about the Rochester Towers. And, you know, the integrity of the building and people had to move out and then some of them could move in and some couldn't. And 
Now it's kind of a lot going on there because there's going to be unknown amount of assessments to the sellers and there aren't banks that are willing to give loans on it. So those units are only selling for cash. So I know a lot of people oh, there. Gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really not nice for the people that live there. I feel bad. But I have this beautiful one just around the corner at 317 6th Avenue Southwest. And it's two beds and two baths and 1,122 square feet. It has a nice little porch off of the side of the back side of it. It's up, you know, on the third floor, but it's screen windows and stuff. And it's two forty nine nine. Really, an- I know exactly which building you're talking about. That's a nice place. It is very nice. So um, that unit is available. So if you're looking for a condo, there's been some been some very interested parties, but it's one of the downtown places that doesn't allow people to rent it out if they're not living there. Yep. And so people who want investments don't like that. Well, I'd say people who want to live there as a homeowner would think that is a real plus because your neighbors are your real neighbors who own the places and live there. I mean, you, but, I mean, you're talking about walking distance to the downtown. Um, that is, there is nothing I mean, more right there. It is right in the heart of the city for sure. You are a block um, and a half away from 2nd Street. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's real nice. So then we have new some new townhomes out on Supala Court. And there are three bedrooms, three baths, 2,048 square feet with a two-car garage for three seventy nine nine. That's brand new construction. And what else do I have? Okay, I think I've gone over that one. I still have a really nice one down on the prairie in Wabasha. Five beds, five baths. 5,000 square feet. Wow. And it's on an acre and a half. It's got the backwaters of the Mississippi. Then a lot of upgrades to it. The bathrooms have been completely redone. It's got a gorgeous kitchen. And that one is 764.9. So I've got some lots. I've got the Sally Hill lots if you want to live out to the north. And I've got the um, beautiful... Keith property that's out to the south. So I've got beautiful wooded lots on both sides of town can help you with that. And from everything we hear, new construction is going to come on with a vengeance. So I hope that's all true and good information. Once the Uh, real spring arrives, right? Once the real spring arrives. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no, this is a true story. I was in town early this morning and saw somebody putting siding on a house. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is not normal for this time of the year. But yeah, for those guys, think of that. The people who do uh, siding and windows and things like that. This is heaven. Oh, exactly. So that's why I say what's bad for one person is good for somebody else. So, I mean, it's what it is. We can't control it, right? But we've got lots of houses to show you and um, got a nice, I've got a coming soon in Wabasha. Can't get into that one until a week from now, but it's. nice with a little built-in or attached beauty shop where it could make a great in-home daycare, but it is listed as coming soon, so you can find it online as well. Stay tuned, in other words. Okay. Yes. If somebody wants to get a hold of Robin Gwaltney to talk about these properties or anything else dealing with real estate, how do they do it, Robin? Please, please do. Call my cell phone anytime. If I'm not talking to somebody else, I am sure to answer. If I am, I can promise you I will call you back. My phone number is 507-259-4926. All right, Robin. Enjoy the weather. I'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Thank you. Okay.
Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. This program has been paid